Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing the hobby series here on the Coffee Hour, and I am pretty excited about today's um, because <laughs> we have to keep things well rounded here. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about uh, what sewing, mm-hmm. crocheting, gardening, mm-hmm. bread baking, mm-hmm. woodworking. Uh, so now we're, we're gonna we're gonna go into another venture that maybe isn't as i don't know it might not be as as popular or as common of a a hobby i don't know if a hobby is even the right word to describe it but we're going to dig into uh, bodybuilding and fitness today which i'm pretty excited about that so thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon so today we head to west virginia the reverend amadeus gandy pastor at saint john's evangelical lutheran church in clarksburg west virginia and chaplain First Lieutenant for the United States Air Force and Twitter handle Swole Priest. Uh, Pastor Gandhi, thanks for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. I'm not sure which of those uh, those titles is is more applicable today. I think Swole Priest. <laughs> probably... <laughs> uh, that Swole Priest is fine. I love it. Well, and, and we had a tough time narrowing down which which hobby to, to zero in on today. Uh, you, you share a lot of your favorite things to do on Facebook. And uh, in addition to bodybuilding, we also know that you've taken up sewing recently. And I, I think that was that happened before we inspired people with the hobby series here on the Coffee Hour. Is that right? Yes, I think I took that up as my COVID hobby. <laughs> So, I mean, that, and that's what this is about is, you know, people finding more time at home um, with uh, opportunities to take up something new. And so we're, we're looking into these various hobbies. When did your interest in bodybuilding begin? Now, I had been lifting weights uh, for the longest time, probably back to when I was about 10 to 13 years old, something like that. I had huge uh, cousins and uncles and they visited all the time, and I aspired to be like them, essentially. So I hit the weights, uh, did sports in high school, but I really didn't get the bit by the bodybuilding bug until, oddly enough, seminary. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because at seminary, <laughs> yeah, at seminary, I wasn't bound by any other uh, physical commitments uh, ah. meeting. At undergrad, I was uh, committed to R- Army ROTC, so I was mm-hmm. focused on, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, two-mile run, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But nothing at seminary. They had a, a, a weight room at the seminary, and I had no physical commitment, so I kind of focused my my weightlifting uh, to, to bodybuilding. So you bring up a, an interesting distinction that people who aren't familiar with bodybuilding who think that it is just lifting weights, what is that actual distinction of of what bodybuilding actually is? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. That's on one of my notes as well. <laughs> just so we're all on the same page, <laughs> bodybuilding is not strongman competition, competitive. Ah. It is not powerlifting. It is not Olympic lifting. And it is definitely not CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. No offense. 
But Strongman is focused on picking up uh, odd objects that you would find lying around, say a tractor tire, and seeing how many times you could lift that. Um, they have those Strongman com- competitions on the beach. We see that all the time on TV. Uh, powerlifting is focused on particular lifts, deadlifting, bench pressing, and squatting, and seeing how much weight you can move in just those three lifts. Olympic lifting is just like the title indicates, uh, occurs during the Olympics. Uh, those type of movements like power cleaning, clean and jerk, uh, those type of things. How much weight can you move uh, as compared to your own body weight? Bodybuilding, we do all of that stuff, but we look good doing it, I suppose. <laughs> Are they, <laughs> uh, essentially, we're worried about the aesthetics of the human body. We want to build up the human body like the Greeks kind of molded their clay, molded their statues in the most aesthetic way so that body parts match. Um, and, and you do that with the, the most size uh, possible. So um, bodybuilding is worried about beauty in a sense. We're worried about symmetry, balance, size, conditioning, or how lean you can get, body fat percentage uh, you can get. Um, and then we get into the flow and posing of, of how you present your body. Mm-hmm. And there's there's competitions that happen for this as well, aren't there? Yes, there is. You are talking to, maybe this title might have worked better for our segment, uh, 2018 Mr. Natural Indiana. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the midst of someone who's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> fair enough, humble. fair yeah. enough. And humble, and humble. And humble. <laughs> so what is it that, that you found that you you like about bodybuilding? What is it that keeps you continuing in this uh, training? Yeah, uh, it's challenging uh, and and very rewarding. It's, and you kind of have to be crazy uh, to to get into bodybuilding because you're you're journeying towards a perfection that is never realized and is always at the, the, just beyond the tips of your fingers. Uh, So you really have to, to, to want to achieve, you know, this, this, how can I look the best? Um, but realizing that you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, um, I, I kind of view it as a God-given gift. I'm good at it. Uh, so why not uh, pursue it and, and not waste the gift that God has given me uh, and, and uh, pursue it to, 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 with, with my best uh, as well? What have been some of the benefits that you found from training for bodybuilding? Uh, it's very therapeutic, and I'm sure anybody who's in uh, the exercise fitness world would, would echo that sentiment, that it's very therapeutic, and it brings balance to, to your day, essentially. If I, I'm to the point, unfortunately, sadly, I'm not sure what the right word is, that if I don't work out, I'm off for the whole day. So it kind of corrects me, brings me back into a balance that I can go on my day, Um and then, of course, all the health benefits that come with, with bodybuilding or, or with exercising, uh, those are all really great things. Um, uh, let's see. Bodybuilding, also weightlifting in general, for me, it, it kind of makes me realize that there are some absolute truths in the world. And I know that's a weird way to put it, but that's kind of the, the best way to put it. 600 pounds is 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. You, you can't cheat 600 pounds off the floor. Uh, and so when you do lift 600 pounds, you've kind of accomplished uh, something great there. Um, and you've also come to realize uh, 
what you're capable of, what God has uh, created in you and in the world around you. There is definitely something very therapeutic about going to a weight room and throwing heavy things around. Uh, it, it can uh, relieve a whole lot of stress that you didn't know that you had in you. <laughs> That's right. And I think the, the most stressful people are the CrossFitters because they slam their weights all the right. time. Yeah. They, they, just, they don't set it down gently. They just throw it down. You know? <laughs> There's like something very helpful in being able to slam like a 10, 15, 30 pound ball into the floor right into the concrete floor oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you might have to talk to your pastor after that but it's still good nonetheless that is a fair point <laughs> how how did you approach uh learning all of the things that go into uh bodybuilding since it isn't just a i'm going to go to the gym and lift some weights and see what happens there's actual skill and process to this how did you go about learning all of these things when you when you've when you started diving into this? In exercise, especially, you have to be a student of the school of hard knocks. There's a lot of trial and error, and there's there's a tendency to want to be master uh, or teacher, but you always have to be a student because your body's constantly adapting, and you have to also find ways to uh, stimulate your muscles for growth and all that stuff. Uh, and so you, you find new techniques, new styles of training, you learn about new individuals who have different insights on how to train. And so you're always a student and there's as, as many people as there are in the world, that's how many different ways that you can possibly train the body. Uh, some people are looking for that, that one-stop shop, but everybody's body is unique. And because it's unique, you have to constantly learn, learn about it. Hmm. How has bodybuilding and training been helpful in your multiple vocations? You're a pastor, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a chaplain. How has this training been helpful in your other vocations? Yeah, in a way, it kind of has brought all of that together. Because who I am in the weight room is who I am everywhere else in all my other vocations, if you will. Uh, and it's really benefited me in relating to everybody I come in contact with. Obviously, they notice me pretty quickly. They may or may not be intimidated in whether they want to approach me or not. But it's, it's allowed me to approach them in a way that maybe they didn't see coming. As a chaplain, it's benefited me uh, a, a lot because a lot of the airmen, the soldiers that I come into contact with, they don't know much about the church and they don't really want to get connected to the church in, say, uh, the kind of liturgical sense. Come come to church because you're supposed to be in worship on Sundays. Uh, yes. Uh, however, for them, they need to they need a, uh, to go over a hurdle. Uh, and so I use weightlifting to kind of break down that hurdle. And I, I've actually taught this now twice in the military that there are things within the gym that reflect life in the church. I don't know if you want to get into that, but real quickly, uh, like form and posture is very important in bodybuilding and weightlifting, and it communicates something that you're, you're doing. So people looking at you can see exactly what you're doing and can learn from it, as well as in the church. There's form and posture in the church, and when people look into the church and see you kneeling, you know, they know that you're praying. It communicates what you're doing in, uh, in that particular setting. Hmm. So yeah, bodybuilding, weightlifting has brought all these uh, uh, has brought me to all of these different, uh, uh people that are in my, are in my life. And it's been wonderful. 
So you don't wear like your clerical or your liturgical garb to the gym, do you? Um, that, that, no comment. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Maybe once or twice for a photo and that was it, but... <laughs> Well, we have more to uh, to share with uh, our friend Pastor Amadeus Gandhi at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Clarksburg, West Virginia. You'll learn more about uh, his hobby of bodybuilding. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gilseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're continuing our hobby series here on The Coffee Hour. Today we're talking with Pastor Amadeus Gandhi at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Clarksburg, West Virginia. He's also chaplain, first lieutenant at the United, for the United States Air Force. Uh, and his Twitter handle, which I think is most applicable to today's conversation, Swole Priest. Uh, we're talking about bodybuilding. Okay, for those who don't understand um, that that handle, your Twitter handle there, Pastor, uh, what is Swole Priest all about? <laughs> I don't know how you cannot understand. <laughs> Swole not- assumes a, a gigantuous, massive thing. And priest is me, so I'm a gigantuous, massive priest. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty simple. (laughs) So earlier you mentioned, um, you know, making some mistakes along the way uh, while learning. What are some things that you've learned from your mistakes? And and, and probably more interestingly along the way is what was your most memorable mistake in this uh, in, in the in your bodybuilding career? Yeah, I'll answer both of those uh, most memorable and the mistake um, that I I often make, uh, and I think a lot of new individuals coming into the weightlifting world make, is realizing that you have to check your ego at the door. <laughs> and by that, you really have to say, I am not as strong as I think I am, or I might not be able to do this exercise uh, as, as heavy or, or with as much intensity as I want to. Uh, and you have to be humble and accept that. Uh, and you have to realize that there are s- steps to getting to where you want. And you have to go through those steps to get there. Uh, for example, my most memorable mistake was thinking that I could incline bench press uh, 315 pounds, having never touched that weight before. And I think the, the most I had done before that was 225, 250, something like oh, that. No. So, yeah. Uh, so I put 315 pounds on the bar. I benched it, which was awesome. Uh, it was the most hideous and ugly lift that you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> My form was awful, uh, but and I struggled and maybe let out a grunt or two. I don't know. But I got it up, and I was happy. However, I was severely injured after that. Oh, no. 
uh, yeah, I did something to my shoulder um, and it, it just messed it up for the next couple of months. And so I had to do a rehabilitative process to get back my strength and get back into the weight room and lifting the things I wanted to lift. So uh, you have to be humble. You have to be uh, even a, a student of the weights. And, and if you're not ready, you're not there. That's OK. Take your time uh, and then eventually you'll get there. Yeah, you have to respect the weights, uh, like right. you, like you said earlier. There's there's no cheating in the. <laughs> I mean, I, there probably is cheating at some level, uh, but but the weight is the weight, and you got to put the work in uh, in order to to get to where you want to go. Along those lines, uh, what are some of your uh, tips for newbies, for people who have seen bodybuilding or have seen your Facebook profile and are like, hey, that looks kind of interesting. I wonder if I can do that. What are some of your, your insights for new people? Yeah. Uh, the first step is to become a student. Like I said, uh, pick up some magazines, uh, YouTube, some videos, uh, check people's social media, and then talk to people in your gym too, and learn from them. That's the best way to get connected to the community, get connected to that type of style of training and to find those who are passionate and appreciative of that type of training. Cause not everybody, it's not for everybody and that's okay. Uh, but getting connected with a community that, that supports you will be the first and best thing for you uh, as you get into this journey. Um, and then just a tip for pastors who are interested in just getting into weightlifting and exercising, uh, talk with your parishioners. You might be surprised that in your, in your parish, in your congregation is uh, someone who has been doing this for a couple of years and has a, a lot to to share with you. At the same time, you, there's someone you're comfortable with. So, if if going to the gym is uncomfortable uncomfortable for you, you have someone already that you know and is, you're comfortable with that can take you and show you the ropes. Uh, and then there's also uh, groups out there, uh, whether online or in person. Uh, again, that 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 support that community uh, and lifestyle. Uh, and then. Finally, just talk to your gym, uh, talk to a personal trainer, uh, explain to them what your goals are, and they should, if they're they're good at their job, uh, they should point you in the right direction. And when I say good at their job, uh, what I really think people should look for in a personal trainer is a personal trainer who's willing to put themselves out of a job, meaning that they're going to teach you everything they know, and then they have nothing else to teach you, uh, and then you have no use for them. Some personal trainers will kind of leave you hanging so that you come back for another session. And that's unfortunate, but that's sometimes how the business goes. So find someone who's willing to share their knowledge with you and pour themselves into you uh, so that you can be raised up to, to teach future generations. Speaking of trainers, who has influenced you most? Who's been most influential in improving your training? Yeah, so on top of my cousins and uncles, my dad has the biggest calves you have ever seen. And it didn't matter in high school or college. I would come home a little bit bigger than I was last year. And I would, you know, do a little front double bicep to my dad and say, hey, dad, look how big I'm getting. And he'd just pull up his shorts, pants, roll down his socks that have now been stretched by these ginormous calves. And he would just flex his calf. Oh, my gosh. And my goal, I guess, uh, was to beat him. <laughs> so he's been a great influence. Uh, unfortunately, he has uh, passed away. So uh, I look forward to when uh, we can flex together in heaven. Maybe my calves will be that big. I don't know. 
but besides my dad, uh, there's a, a lot of people currently uh, that influence me. My kids, they love going with me to the gym. You know, they they love seeing uh, me with with all these weights and with all these other big dudes in the gym. Uh, so, and then my gym friends, uh, and interestingly enough, there's other priests out there. Uh, there's some pretty, uh, renowned, uh, uh, famous ones like father Raphael Capo. If you ever Instagram him, he's a, he's, he's the swole priest. Uh, I stole it from him. He's a Roman Catholic priest. Uh, and then father Kevin fast, I believe he's the strongest Canadian pastor, Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times people have linked his articles to my Facebook wall, uh, <laughs> telling me that there's someone else stronger than me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Get it all right. Uh, and then we have a, our Missouri Synod brothers as well. Uh, I, I've never met him, only through Facebook, like 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 Yins. But uh, Steve Shav, is that how you say his name? Shave. Yeah. Shave. Shave. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeff Hammer. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the uh, WWE SmackDown Bishop, Bishop Hardy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's our wrestler, and he uh, he I think he wants to arm wrestle me one of these days. As you know, I'm oh. the English district. He's my bishop, so yep. one of these days is going to happen, and it'll make Missouri Synod news. It it should Facebook Live if, if Facebook Live that we we all want to see that. <laughs> know about this when this happens. I think we need to broadcast it live. Yeah, I think I, that would be fun. Can't do all sports, so I'm calling you out, Bishop Hardy. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> now you mentioned your kids and family. Uh, the, the the pictures of, of your kids when they're in the gym with you are absolutely adorable. Uh, Weights too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. How, <laughs> How do your how do you involve uh, your family in this? Since it, it is a it is a lifestyle thing, uh, how how is your family involved in this? Right. So first, it started with I, I I absolutely hate taking time away from my family. Growing up in the military, family's everything. Mm-hmm. So if if I have to take time away to be with my family, then I I kind of hate myself doing that. Uh, so I took some encouraging, but I got my wife to come with me. And at the same time, we had our little one. So we wanted to make it a little family uh, trip, family vacation, if you will, family uh, ordeal. So we all came to the gym. And uh, at the same time, I was also kind of training my wife as she was going through having our first child. So some postpartum training to get her uh, back to where she wanted to be. And then as my daughters grew up, I just started incorporating them and trying to teach them. Uh, and into that that time spent together at the gym, um, never never wanting them to to really get into heavy lifting, but just wanting them to explore it and and get a sense of what daddy does. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's how I got them involved, and it's just kind of been family time ever since. Now I think my wife likes it if I go and take the kids, and <laughs> <laughs> she gets a little bit of mommy time while uh, baby sleeps. Mm-hmm. And I see the kids sometimes serve as your weights while you're training too in some of your posts. And, okay, you know, so. oddly enough, gyms don't have like 42 and a half pound dumbbells. So <laughs> when that's the weight I'm looking for, I just pick up my oldest daughter. There you go. <laughs> so speaking of equipment in the gym, this is the, the meanest question to ask. Somebody I, just, I know what's coming. <laughs> if you could have just one piece of equipment in your gym, uh, why? <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to answer that with a question for you, both of you, if you can answer. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Um, I think Andrew might like this. It's a uh, it's a dad joke. But what is a priest's favorite gym equipment? I don't know. What is a priest's favorite gym equipment? The preacher curl. Oh. oh I should have known that. Oh. Definitely a dad joke. Yeah, definitely a dad joke. <laughs> Uh, but if I could have any piece of equipment from the gym, I would want the weights. Uh, that is the sole reason why I do not own my own uh, garage gym is because of how much weight I need to have in the house. Mm. Uh, so I can I can deadlift 600 pounds. So I need at least 600 pounds. And in the market, it's about $1 per pound, maybe mm-hmm. more depending on the weights. Uh, and with all the things that I do with uh, that much weight, that's probably where I'd start. Uh, but if it's not weights, uh, a cable crossover, uh, you can Google that and see what that is. I think that's the most versatile piece of equipment that anybody, uh, at any stage in their, their journey, their career, uh, and then also any type of uh, style of training, uh, the cable crossover is pretty versatile. You can uh, do some low exercises, high exercises, and uh, get some good tension on that that machine. Good stuff. The Reverend Amadeus Gandhi, pastor at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church, Clarksburg, West Virginia, chaplain, first lieutenant for the United States Air Force. And his Twitter handle, if you're looking for him, Swole Priest. He's a... Uh... <laughs> I guess we can't use pumped up pastor. That, that one just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the coffee hour today, Pastor Gandy. Thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gilsey. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.